Welcome to Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 296. We actually stayed on topic this week, which was great. Yeah, I mean... Well, last week we tried to have a theme of Christmas (laughs) and... I ruined it. Yes, you ruined Christmas. (laughs) I didn't ruin it this time. No, um, we got into two long reviews of two books that are definitely part of events, so it's... We're going to be talking a lot more yes. of them. At, well, yes. I'm going to be talking about Jean Grey for the rest of the year, I think. And I'm going to be talking about Doomsday Clock yes. as well for similar reasons right. as we are exploring what what they are about. Yes, and how they're affecting the universes they're in. Yep. That, that was deep for us. Yeah. I hope nobody expects actually that for that to happen. <laughs> Um, but we stuck on the whole New Year's trend with looking back on some nerdy things. There's a lot yeah. that we left out, but there's a lot that we kind of touched on as well. I think so, and I think our consensus was it was a good year to be a nerd. Yep, and this is also a longer podcast. It's like about an hour, 45-ish minutes. Oh, wow. Which some people would break that up in two to pad their numbers, <laughs> but we don't do that. Not here at Drunk on Comics. Nope. We just let it ride the same way as if you were listening to us battle on for an hour and 40 minutes. If you were here, it would be the same thing, basically. Yes. Even longer, because you'd hear us pre-talk about stupid shit yes. and then not record it. Oh, which we should need to get more into anyways. Um, well, besides that, uh, yes, the lists of what what were and what is to come and everything in between the recap yep so uh grab uh your favorite drink of 2017 and enjoy drunk on comics podcast episode 296 the year that was You know what I instinctively think of? What? The beginning of the Muppet Show, Crow uh, the Frog. Yay! <laughs> oh, Blizzard at home did that as well. <laughs> it is a happy new year. We are totally not recording a new year's No. Because who would want to do that? Right? I, although, though, it wouldn't be any different than us normally hanging out New Year's Eve. because no. I know. As well as us hanging out all the time. It's early too, right? So New Year's Eve doesn't actually start until what? Like 8 p.m.? Yeah. You know? So we're still... But when people are listening to this, it'll be New Year's Day. Yes. As if we are waking up that hungover to record on this day. (laughs) That's not how podcasts typically work. People know that. Yes. Happy 2018, everybody. About fucking time. 2017 was. A long year. It was. So much of a long year that I forgot half of what happened this past year. There was a lot of stuff. I was reminded that the year kicked off in in January 2017 with the Hollywood sign getting covered up and saying Holly Weed. Oh my gosh, I completely forgot about that. (laughs) But then when when someone tells you that, it's like, oh Uh, shit, that happened? Yeah, that's right. Holly Weed. (laughs) 
Yeah. We had so many comic book movies this past year. A lot. There were a lot of good ones. Yeah. It, good ones that I even was like, wait, that came out this past mm-hmm. year? Because there are some that stick out more than others. Yes. And some that kind of were duds that you still stick out because they were duds. Right. Uh, a lot of good comic books and TV and just a lot of good comic books in general. Yes. So much so that I, when I was actually thinking about what my favorites were this year, I was like, I don't have any idea. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was like, oh, that shows, well, that shows, here's the thing. And I have to be totally honest. I didn't realize The Gifted had started. Oh, yeah. I don't remember us talking about that in the past couple of weeks. No. To know that it, it's on. We hadn't, I haven't watched it. I heard it's not great. I heard that and I can't take any more X-Men disappointment. Well, I heard that what some people may say not great has to do with the the lack of a budget. Mm. So there's not a lot of action scenes and like showing powers because they don't have the budget for it. Right. Whereas I heard that it is phenomenal writing. It's just it's different and a little more grounded than the high action that you would see of the yeah. X-Men shows. I mean, um, then you take Legion, for example. Oh my God, that show was amazing. Which also kind of had the same thing. God, of, was that on this year? Was that this year? Yeah. Oh my God, I completely forgot that that was this year. Yeah. I just assumed I watched it after it had already been out for a really long time. So, like, even though I watched it this year, it very possibly could have been last year. <laughs> so we'll definitely get into more of some of that in news and notes, but uh, once again. Uh, Stanley is still with us. Yes, happy ninety fifth birthday, Stanley. And I just, I, I always need to thank him yes. for having his birthday because it, it is that which we're, this is gonna sound terrible. Actually, I don't even want to say. It. So my mom's birthday is December twenty eighth, the same as Stanley's. Throughout life, you kind of sometimes forget what day it is. I do all the time. Yeah, and then that will pop up in my news feed and oh, that be like, it's Stanley's birthday, and then I'm like. And I have to wish my mom happy birthday. Also, because, mom. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Tony's mom. Yeah, overshadowed by. But I mean, it, it reminds me every year to yeah. make sure I do that. That's funny. Is she not on Facebook? Does she not? Do you not get the birthday reminder from Facebook? Uh, you know what? I don't from her, and she is on Facebook. I don't. Huh. Well, I don't see all those though. Like. I think I might have turned that notification thing off because uh, having a lot of friends, it's a oh, little yes. annoying. Tony has a ton of friends on Facebook, you guys. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm going to have one less now that I delete you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Where to begin? Um, I read a couple books this week. Yes, um, I read one. I and you read it too, right? You read the yes. one I read? Oh, yes. And... Yeah. I guess since we have a lot to talk about over the years, I'll just stick to one of mine. But let's uh, let's get into yours. I feel like mine, we can go off on different tangents, even though you haven't read it. Right. Where this one, it's, it's still just the beginning. That it's, Yes. And it's very, like, it's not, nothing was made clear in this. Although I'm going to make a wild guess. We will spend like 20 minutes talking about <laughs> this one book. Because I could. Um, so Phoenix Resurrection number one came out. This what? And you I, read this one? <laughs> and I'm actually like, I'm, I'm so disconnected from like when things are coming out now that I just kind of wait to see what's on the shelf every week. So when this was on the shelf, I got very excited because it was a surprise. Surprise, Phoenix. Um, for, first thing, 
Well, first thing I want to ask you, and I know I've asked you before, but I forget a lot. Do you like Phoenix more or Jean Grey more? I like Jean Grey more, but the reason why I like Jean Grey has to do also with the Phoenix. So they're connected. You can't really separate the two anymore. The reason why she, she's, I like the Phoenix part of her because she's, she was badass or she is badass and she was written poorly for a really long time. Mm Mm-hmm. She and the Phoenix gave them the opportunity to, like, amp her up a lot, which she should have been the whole time. Um, But it also creates, like, this whole, she's the girl next door and everybody loves her and she's the nice one and she holds the team together. Oh, wait, now she's evil. Oh, wait, now she's not evil. Oh, wait, yes, she is evil again. Oh, wait, that wasn't her. Oh, wait, yes, it was her. (laughs) Okay, you know what's sad is I think in, in the general world of if you ask someone who briefly you ask them superheroes the people that will come to mind spider-man batman superman iron man and thor probably. right all dudes maybe wonder woman no yeah wonder woman yeah. too it, it, well i mean okay it's not even to say that because it's always been male dominated regardless right. but if you were to say you know the x-men wolverine then would come up mm-hmm. uh they'd probably Iceman or storm and stuff i don't in at professor x i don't think gene would be in the top of anyone's no. thoughts when you come up with X-Men. Not not in the general and, and I mean, population. I guess some of that could be because she's been dead for a while now, yeah. one of the longer deaths before being resurrected. But at the same point, as you said, she is such an iconic character oh, yeah. that I truly think that how powerful she can be, um, how just nice she is. She is. She's genuinely like... She's the heart of the X-Men. Mm-hmm. So when the X when she died, the X-Men lost their heart. And there's other characters who have heart. But I don't think there's any of them that can... Like, they'll, anybody will follow her. If she's the leader, anyone will follow her. Because they trust her. See, I have honestly... Which is crazy, because she killed entire worlds. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you always see more of the death of the Phoenix yeah. powers. Not really the... The life resurrecting right. part yes. of it, which I hope they could. Well, with this being resurrection, I hope they explore that a little bit. Right. However, um, I I have to say she she's the mother of Cable, so yes. well, that also makes her even technically cooler. Yeah, technically you're she's not. Clone, she but, no, prior, but it's her clone, so it's her DNA. Same DNA. Same with Rachel Summers, well, right? So. It's still his mother. Yes. She helped raise him in the yes. future when they went and did their yes. expedition there. And This is true. Regardless, though, she has so much uh, about her that I, I not having read the, the X books lately, pretty much I stopped after Cyclops died. Right. Old Cyclops. Yes. Old man Cyclops. Yes. And I do, I mean, I've read some things. I do understand. I've read a couple Iceman issues. Mm-hmm. He's come out. Um, I have found, learned that at a time, the displaced new, uh, fear, what, not Fearsome 5, the X-Men 5 that came from the past. The OG X-Men. Yeah. Yeah. That they, if they died, then their future selves died, but now they kind of said, nope, that's not true anymore from their timeline and all that. So I I do understand a, a, kind of the glimpse of all that, but what is going on here? In Phoenix Resurrection? Yes. Fuck if I know. (laughs) (laughs) 
So I'm just as behind in the X-Men as you are. And I read the first three issues of Jean Grey and not because of it being bad, but just because of lack of time have not stayed caught up on it. Um, but I do know that um, in the very first issue of the young Jean Grey standal or, you know, her solo comic, the Phoenix Force is calling to her. So she's been trying to learn about it as a way to avoid it. Like, that was the solidly mm-hmm. the first three issues of it. They also did the uh, Legacy title with uh, Young Jean and Old Jean with the Phoenix Force, which was... I don't know if that plays into anything. I don't know how those legacy titles... I don't think we ever figured out if those actually they, tie they, in. They're supposed to happen. They, they happen in right. continuity, but... Do they affect any of the... Ti- who knows, yeah. right? So um, so they've been building to this, this Phoenix thing for a while, and I think um, people are ready for Jean Grey to come back. People who are fans of Jean Grey... That's not to say that we didn't already have Jean Grey back because we had young Jean Grey, but she's completely, she's a completely different person. Like, the young Jean Grey is not this Jean Grey. She is, but because of her circumstances, she's just a completely different person. She has different powers, her attitude's different, she doesn't, she's not head over heels in love with Scott Summers, she thinks he's a huge dick, like, (laughs) (laughs) those sort of things. So, I don't know specifically what leads up to what happens in this first issue. This first issue does not help us understand what happened in this first issue because it's very, like, disjointed, I think, because it definitely is a three-act comic, and the first act being, was that Gene playing with those, trying to play with those kids? Or was that the Phoenix Force coming back to Earth? And it's weird, mischievous, I don't know how to interact with humans, but I want to play with these kids and also maybe kill them sort of way. <laughs> that that was pretty awesome. Okay, so this book for me started off pretty cool. Then it got kind of lame. In the middle. Right up, and then it got cool again towards the end. Yeah. Mainly the cool parts were all mysterious to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I did... Because, like I said, it's been a while since I read the X-Men books. And, yes, I know that not everyone is afraid of mutants, but they always make it seem like everyone's afraid of mutants. Right. So when the cops were kind of like, hey, are you the X-Men? Like, yes, we are. Like, it was kind of like, okay, you know, this seems like a mutant thing, yeah. so... Well, it is Jean Grey's neighborhood, though. Okay, That so... was her childhood neighborhood. So they're used to it? Maybe. I mean, they wouldn't be used to it all the time, but they would know about Jean Grey. It almost seemed like a little bit of, like, X-Files-ish. Of like, there's these kids. They're floating yes. three feet above the ground. Right, like with blood pouring out of their heads. Yeah, like, that. and the first thing you thought was, let's call the X-Men. Right. Like, <laughs> it, that just seemed a little weird. I will say that the, well, can we just get how creepy it was what they were saying? Oh, um, the backwards talk? Yeah. Was it we... We we were better off dead. Oh, we but, were better off dead. But when you read it, like it just seems kind of like witchcraft. And yeah. Whenever I see weird things like that in comic books, there's a couple things I always do. I always do read it backwards because it seems like that's always like the dynamic possession mm-hmm. or something that they have writing. And then I try to see like is are the words smooth because like sometimes they can just write gibberish. Obviously, right. when people swear like uh, Old Man Logan does in here, it's oh crossed yeah. out. Which I like when they do that more instead of making it. Uh, kid friendly, right? 
where they would say like, oh shoot or something. Right. Like, no. Oh fudge muffins. Yeah. Like saying <laughs> oh shit but bleeping out the shit part. Right. You get what he's saying. Yeah. Yep. So that so that's all fun and dandy and awesome and also really kind of pulls you in. Well, and so we have the the redhead child who they're who's trying to play with them, I guess. And you have her in her black dress and then you have her in her white dress and she's got those crazy black phoenix eyes, right? And the fact that they're saying we were better off dead. Like this is to me this is the phoenix force. That's what's going on here. It's confused and it doesn't know what to do and it doesn't have a host body yet. So it's just being its weird ass self <laughs> without Jean. Because it can exist without her and it's trying to manifest itself somehow and it just it just can't without. So that whole thing was super weird. But then you switch to the coming together of the X-Men teams. That's the part where I thought yeah. it was lame. How... It, and I kind of, when thinking about talking about this book, I went back on what it, initially I was going to say, really, they're going to pull everyone in because something mysteriously happened. Like, they're going to be like, hey, we have these readings, we got to go off here and here. I'm like, that seems lame and that doesn't happen. But then I realized, wait, yes, it does. Yes, when it when the, what were they called? The the lost, the lights or whatever, um, back with Hope Summers and mm. she found like those, the new X-Men. Like, yeah, it was a big deal. Yeah. So, I will say, okay, that's not out of the realm of possibilities. It just seemed a little forced. Like, well, it, let's get everyone in a room. It was, so they they still, even though Professor Xavier's not in this, obviously, they still use Cerebro, and the readings that they got from Cerebro when this thing with the kids happened was weird. Yeah, like, <laughs> like... That's what they said. It was weird. They were weird readings, and, so and now the, they're picking these readings up in these places. They have a guess of what it is, and even, uh, was it Old Man Logan, pretty much, like, get to the point? Yeah. And they didn't get to the point no. to the readers. Like, okay, if you're going to write dialogue, allow it to be organic. Like, I don't know anyone that would really be like, oh, so it's just weird. Well, what the fuck were you thinking it was? Right. Well, our hypothesis is we think the Phoenix Force is coming back and we're going to be fucked up, so let's get some teams to go out. Yeah. Makes more sense than we're just having teams, volunteers. So that's the part of this book that I felt, honestly, was not fleshed out well right. enough. It was cool in a sense of seeing everyone, and but then it, it fell flat. It did. It was, it was basically like... They had to build to the next pages where they were all fighting. And that part was then kind of cool, which... It was interesting. Well, the teams, uh, which then again, I don't know because I haven't been reading Blue or Gold or any of those. I don't think these are the teams that are in those books. Well, the Team Claw, as I call them. (laughs) (laughs) I think that is the... um, What one is that? It's it's not one of the colors. I think they just call them the all new X Men. Oh yeah, like cause that. That, that, yeah, because old man Logan does. Yeah, and then team, and then the new they have the OG X Men. You know what? Fuck, they are the teams that are in the other books because yeah. I guarantee you the tie-ins to those books are going to be yep. what happened when they were there. Because yep. the OG X Men are like uh, blue, I think, because that that young Gene used to be on that mm-hmm. one, but now it's um, Rogue. And then you have the X Men Classic, is what I call them. <laughs> <laughs> But so they the places where they go to investigate the Hellfire Club, 
Mont St. Francis and the North Pole. The, to me, the Hellfire Club makes sense because of what happened there with Jean. I don't know my X-Men history well enough, I guess, to know what the significance of these other two places are, other than Mont St. Francis has something to do with Magneto. I know that uh, the North, uh, the North Pole, that was when, um, God, it was uh, part of uh, the last big story arc that I remember before she was dead again was Phoenix Endsong. Mm. I think that's where she was coming to... It would be resurrected then. Ah. I do okay. know that North had something to do with the Phoenix. So that's right. where these key points, I think, all have Phoenix related. Right. I'm not sure of the other ones. Right. The Hellfire Club, for sure. Yeah. Right. So. Um, but it was, it, I mean, it was interesting. And then they all fought against villains who were not real. Well, here's the thing. And I'm kind of confused mostly of. I love Team Claw. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the whole, and I love, I've seen from when it was the 198 up until now when Creed had kind of turned into a vigilante good guy. He's right. a dick. But then again, he's also still antagonized Wolverine up until even his destruction recently. So there's every so often that I don't understand, is he a good guy or not? I like seeing him a good guy. Mm. I like actually seeing true character development and then keeping it that way. Like, right. you don't always need to be the bad guy. Because he's a good character to have that kind of what if, but I don't like to have that always feeling. I want to know. You can trust him. He's a yeah. good guy now, but he's still a dick. It's the same with Emma Frost, I think. Yeah, <laughs> so, true. There's always that apprehension there. But out of all the bad guys and everything, them coming across... Wolvie, oh, the oh, original. Oh, young man Logan, yeah. as they called him. <laughs> it, it really, it, I was really confused. Cause because he's back now, right? Yeah, and we knew that from Marvel right. Legacy number one. Right. And he has the um, space gem. Right. That's all we kind of have known. But this isn't actually Wolverine, you find out. Because he just disappears into thin air. Does he? Or does he use a space gem to teleport? Oh, maybe. I mean, I assume since the other ones weren't real, I know that's, that this one wasn't real too. But I mean, I it wasn't. It, well, it wasn't until you said the other ones weren't real either that made me think maybe it really wasn't. Yeah, which would make a lot more sense why he was just fighting them instead of being like, "Hey guys, I'm back." Right. So, but I also thought when I saw him poof out of the air, I go, "Oh, that's because he has a space gem right. and can do that." Yeah. That would make sense, too. I just don't think he was real. I think that it's mind tricks resulting from the... So, anyway, all of this stuff was kind of like, whatever. It's, they're starting a story. You have to get this stuff out of the way. And then you, at the end of this, after all the bad guys just kind of disappear, then they all look up into the sky because the sun gets really bright, and then you get the, is that what I think it is, or... Uh, basically Wolverine going, oh shit. Because <laughs> everybody knows what that is. But then you cut to a diner scene where you have some redheaded chick looking up at the sky who looks just like Jean. And guess what? Her name is also Jean. And is that Jean? I guess that's the question. You, well, it is fucking Jean. <laughs> I mean, and that's where I was confused of, wait, has she just been living like in, you know, New York in some place with amnesia? Right. Which would piss me off if that's the way they go with the story because don't do that. Yeah, don't no. have her always been there. Yeah. But it's, and here's the thing. 
trying so hard not to just review books just to review them or talk about them and you always want to kind of leave the spoilers for but you you can't in this when you see scott summer show up at the end i'm like really fucking confused because hey oh she's also with her parents who also they are dead yeah so yeah, yeah, yeah. They've been dead for a while. Yeah, <laughs> but then you see a Scott Summers, and it really goes, "What is going on here?" Right, and this isn't this isn't Scott Summers like the young Scott displaced from time Scott Summers. This is Scott Summers of Jean Grey and Scott Summers. Yeah, who died? <laughs> yes, two years ago. Yes, so both of these people should be dead, and both of these people are in the end of this comic book. However, maybe. however, maybe are I don't think they're necessarily alive yet. No. I think this is the white hot room. That could be. I think this is her heaven. Mm-hmm. This is where her being the phoenix. Right. She has created this alternate world where her loved ones that have died have joined her in this afterlife. That's entirely possible. And him being dead showed right. up there. But then again, like... But they made it seem like as if this is New York. So maybe she already did come back and she brought those people back. It's so hard to tell. Well, let's not forget that she's an incredibly powerful psychic. So just because her body died doesn't mean that she didn't end up in like a a mindscape somewhere where she's just playing out her life. You know, as she thinks it should have gone if she were a normal person. So this could be just a delusion or, you know, her her mind stuck somewhere or something like that. So you can never tell when you with these psychics what's exit, you know, going on for sure. (laughs) It could be anything. It literally could be anything. Anything at all. (laughs) So I don't know. It did definitely make me want to. These come out every week, so the next one's going to be out next week. There's 12 of them. There's five. Oh, is there? Yeah. What is, oh, I'm thinking of what I was going to review that has 12 of them. I'm an idiot. <laughs> and it's like, oh my god, I'm going to be broke. There better not be 12. <laughs> Each one of these has like 11 variant covers, so all my money is going to Marvel the <laughs> next month. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I want to see what's going on, where, what, what's... Where are they? Is this real? Is this not real? I don't know. I'm excited, though. Fucking, I'm fucking excited. And Matthew Rosenberg, who's writing this, I love him as a writer. He wrote the best, like, love note to Gene at the end of this, talking about how, when, how, because he got into Gene later, like, kind of like I did, because her story played out before I was even born, really, like, her most important stories. So you read them later, and... You read the Phoenix saga and stuff like that and all her important stuff. And then, boom, she's dead, like, forever. So you never really get to, like, grow with that. It's just you get really excited about her and then she's gone forever. Um, So he's hoping to bring her back as a way to be like, well, I never got to really say goodbye to Jean, so I'm trying to give her, like, a really nice hello. And I'm like, oh, I'm so excited. (laughs) Well, I'll say this, too. Not, uh... With already thinking, if she's going to be resurrected, there will be some others resurrected. Who else could she resurrect? Mm. Because uh, one of the things that we didn't... She's talking to a certain individual. Well, kind of got to give, give his name away. We can say what they call him in the 
book and well, if, they call him Cassidy, but Miss, I'm pretty Mr. sure Mr. Cassidy. Yes. Yeah. Looks just like Banshee. Yes, it totally is Banshee. Looks like Banshee. And he was dead, yet he was also alive when the Apocalypse Twins, which were a great concept, but fell so flat that most people have forgotten about that story arc. When they were creating their four horsemen like Apocalypse did, and he was brought back along with Dakin. Um, I said this the other week too, um, Sentry, because when I was talking about it within Iron Man or Doctor Strange. And then, uh, fucking, I forget the last person that was also back. Anyways, he was the horseman of death. Mm, right. So, and I don't re- recall what happened. He, I think he was in comatose afterwards, and they were trying to fix him at the X-Men mansion. But they didn't really ever explain what. But if he was the horseman of death, if he somehow had some death powers, like if this is supposed to be the afterlife as well, is that telling? Right. Or did the writers just kind of forget about the Apocalypse Twins like most people did and forgot that he already came back to life yeah. once? Or they were just retconning it like they tend to do with most of Jean Grey's stories. And I do <laughs> want to say I just noticed your shirt you're wearing. and My Phoenix shirt! <laughs> yes. <laughs> of course, I had to. <laughs> and this review did clock in at a little over 20 minutes. So was it really? Say, yeah, right, yes. <laughs> It was good. I'm excited. I can't wait. I'm going to review every single one ever. So there's that to look forward to. This whole one was exposition and nothing happened. But I will tell it to you with a happy smile. I definitely will. Well, speaking of exposition, I'm going to review Doomsday Clock number two, written by Jeff Johns and illustrated by Gary Frank. And this is a doozy of... A book. 100% when they announced that this was coming on out, I was really skeptical and kind of saying, why the fuck do you need to do this? Right. There's no point to needing to do this. Um, leave the Watchmen be. They don't need to cross over into the DCU. Is it? Yeah, DCU, I guess. Not extended you. The main universe. Because yes. even though the Watchmen had their own separate universe and their whole multiverse of everything... How would that be even be possible um, with the ramification at the end? It it just... It, I couldn't see all the loose ends from the Watchmen somehow coming over there. But this story has been so compelling that I'm like, holy shit, this not only makes sense, but ultimately what they're trying to do within the DC Universe it seems even to make like it's always been planned since then. Right. And a lot of it has to do with Jeff Johns, who is an amazing world builder, who can come up with some of these concepts and just, like, make them happen. He is one of the best writers to pull shit out of thin air that you think won't work and go, that's always been continuity. Because he also cares about continuity. Right. And that is a huge thing that I think that more comic book uh, publishers are realizing that's first and foremost what we want is to, if you're going to retcon something, make it in a way that seems like you didn't piss all over what happened before. And that's what I believe Doomsday Clock is is trying to set up. Now, do you remember three right before Secret Wars, like three years ago, some of the, there were some X-Men books, or not X-Men books, there were some Avengers books that were set eight months in advance. Yes. 
So you already were like, what the fuck's going on with Thor? What the fuck's yes. going on here and there? Because the rest of the books were going to catch up to him? That's what Doomsday Clock is also doing. So taking a little bit from Marvel, but when we see that happen in comic books, it just happens. It's It's been something that's been used. Yeah, before. Yeah. And so with Doomsday Clock, and there is 12 of them, so that's where when we were talking a little bit ago about 12 Phoenix ones, they are taking a year in advance from what's happening now with the regular books, which is an interesting approach because it hasn't spoiled too much of what's going on with some of the play, some of what's going on within the DCU. However, last I knew, Lex was still kind of trying to be a good guy. Didn't know if he was going to turn yet. In this, it definitely seems like he's trying to turn. He's trying to take over Wayne Industries. Um, As a good guy. Uh, he definitely seems like he's back to being kind of evil. Evil, but then again, though, he's always just been a dick anyway. That's so, true. I mean, I didn't That's see true. him say, "I want to destroy the world." It right. Just seems like he. He's an ass. Yeah. Yeah. That's Lex. Yeah. So <laughs> don't necessarily know if there's any tipping point to that, but this being issue number two, you need to briefly talk about issue number one where it set up the story and it had a, uh, a cameo of Superman. So you're like, wow, is this going to get right into it? However, it was Superman having a dream and a weird dream that really didn't tie in so much at all because the main story is through the characters Rorschach and Ozymandias. Right. Dead Rorschach? Well, it's a different Rorschach. Yeah. Which they let you know pretty quickly right. so that... Which is nice because you're not spending the whole time going, I thought he died. Yeah. And within other comic book worlds, those, the rules of life and death don't really matter. Rochman was really trying to be based in a world where there aren't people with superpowers. Right. And that was the whole exploration of it, of what happens when someone has that much power and people can't stop it. As well as having some thugs and some right. you know superheroes that were all pretty much human. Right. And you get introduced to new two new bad guys while this world is pretty much going to be destroyed. How that happens, I'm not going to explain, but pretty much there's ramifications from the Watchmen because it sets up like it's, a couple months. I was going to say, after. it starts in like the 90s, doesn't it? Late night, late 80s, early 90s. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which was when the Watchmen was kind of, no. Yeah, because it was post, it was, it was in the 80s, I think, when the Watchmen took place, right? Well, it came yeah. out in 87, I believe. Yeah. I can't remember the exact setting, if it was early 80s or not, but. They, yeah, they said 90s yeah. uh, time, where you learn that Ozymandias, you know, is still alive, and then there's this Rorschach. But the two new characters that they introduce, uh, Marionette and Mime, by far, talking about 2017, the best two new characters yeah. of the year. Sounds creepy as fuck, because now I'm thinking of circus, and I the circuses are scary. Well, they look kind of creepy. Yeah. Um, but the whole time, Mime does not talk. Mm. And and it that's the, the creepy factor. But when they are getting ready to go, breaking out of jail, Rorschach's helping them out. Okay, I should say how the world's going to end. Uh, pretty much the nu the whole trying to prevent the nuclear uh, Cold War and everything that uh, Ozymandias tried to do. Yeah, that didn't really work because then pretty much when they found out that it was all a lie, Rorschach's journal 
mm, was right. left at the end. And when those lies were exposed, uh, Soviets are going to strike their nukes. We're going to strike our nukes and pretty much blow each other up. So everything he did was for nothing. And we also know that uh, Dr. Manhattan left this universe. Like, you know, I'm not needed here. Right. So they got rid of the one thing that they always thought was a huge threat to humanity anyways, and they could move forward. So we have nuclear missiles coming down within three hours or about that time. So that's where Rorschach's getting these two people. The reason why I'll leave that a little bit of a mystery, but there is a point to why he's breaking out these two individuals. But my, when they're getting their, their equipment again, Mime is miming getting on his equipment. He said he wouldn't leave until, well, because Marionette kind of talks for him, ah. almost like a Black Bolt Medusa right. type thing. And and he won't leave without, so he's like fake putting on like a belt. There's that point where he fake points a gun. <laughs> he won't leave until he puts on his equipment, but the equipment's not real. Or is it? Here's the thing. 100% in this universe, there are not other metahumans. Right. So you're just like, what the heck's going on? This is so dumb. It's almost funny. But you're almost like, is there something more superpowered about him? Was he somehow, like, the stuff that he mimes becomes real? But you got to then remind yourself, this is the Watchmen world that can't right. be real. It could be science. That's a, pretty much uh, issue one. Issue two... We see them come then to the DCU. Mm. The world blows up. Crossover. Um, we learn and hear a bit about Night Owl um, in Silk Spectre. We we learn about, you know, we hear some exposition about where Dr. Manhattan is everything. And they're they're on their way to find him. Because uh, Ozymandias is like, he's the only one that can save our world. Well, it already seemed like it blew up right when they got out of there just in time. And they're now in the main... DCU where they realize that it is the future. It's not their same time. Mm, mm -hmm. So there's some things that are advanced and some things that are backwards, which was an interesting take on some of what's been going on in the DCU. But not only that, you have more metahumans here. And there's a point where following Mime and Marionette when they're locked up that she asks if he still has his lockpick. And he acts like he takes it out of his mouth. Towards the end of the book, the locks are the the locks are on the uh, ground. So he picks the locks. With his invisible lock pick. Which leaves so much to what the fuck was that? Yeah. And here's here's a theory, but it kinda goes to what, what the whole point of this whole book is, which people don't know. It's shaded in mystery. Is it because they're now in the DC universe that because there's so many superpowered beings in this world that he now truly gained superpowers. Right. But wouldn't you think that Marionette would have known too? Do you still have your lockpick? Right. That like, was invisible. She like cuz it she would know coming over that oh, you were just a stupid mime before, but now <laughs> you have superpowered mime powers. Yeah. So do you have that lockpick you used to pretend you have all the time? Maybe it's real now. Or, more likely, he actually had legit powers in the Watchmen universe. Which is also mysterious yeah. as well. I will say there's a lot more that, with those two that is just holy shit. But there's a couple other key points that I want to touch on, which is um, Rorschach finally gets to beat Batman. 
And now you you know what the the history of the Watchmen were and how originally certain characters were supposed to be uh, other certain pe- uh, beings. Yeah, so like Night Owl was Batman. No, Night well, Superman. he was going to be Blue Beetle. Uh, this was when DC got, and I forget which uh, um, publisher it was, but when they acquired the rights to... Man, fuck, I forget what the... Um, the original publisher of the Watchmen. Is that what you're talking about? No, not those oh. Watchmen. Of those, so um, Captain Adam. Okay. Um, Blue Beetle, and oh, the question is who Rorschach was supposed to be. Oh, right, right. When right, they right. acquired those uh, different uh, creations, um, that's when the Watchmen they were going to use those, but then DC was like. Uh, we're actually going to probably fold them into the main DC universe, so you have to come up with your own uh, alternative uh, mm. creations. So, with that being said, we now have uh, what everyone always said Night Owl would have been um, Batman, even though he's Blue Beetle, but yeah. Rorschach, who is in, in his world a detective, but when he goes about doing things... He goes about doing things where, in the comic book, when, uh, forget, someone was caught, uh, fe- like, kidnapped a girl and fed it to a dog, like, brutal, because the world of Watchmen is pretty right. brutal. So then he decided to set, like, a house on fire and tie the person to it. That's his form of justice. Right. Pretty fucking wicked. Yeah, super. <laughs> yeah. So when they, uh, when Ozymandias says that they're going to split up and talk to the two smartest people in this world, and, and they're going to go, uh, Ozymandias is going to go talk to uh, Lex Luthor, and then Rorschach go talk to Batman. There's some big reveals within the Lex Luthor one. It is interesting that both kind of the villains of their stories got together, and kind of the heroes of theirs also, I mean, that's. And it makes sense, too. They're kind of parallels of each other within the universes. But it's really the Rorschach meeting with Batman that was interesting. Because when he's going through the Batcave, when he breaks in the house and secretly finds out where it is, he's seeing all of these trophies. All of these articles of this happened and this happened. And he's thinking Batman is a fucking monster. Like, who keeps trophies after their right their victories or their wins and stuff? Like, that's just deranged coming from a guy who set somebody on fire or will rip out someone's tongue or break their hands so it was really kind of like damn he's so fucked up he doesn't know how fucked up he is right but he also is kind of saying has anyone else kind of thought of that about batman that is kind of fucked up that he would be yeah Yeah. keeping some of those trophies well yes because when bad guys keep trophies that makes them psychopaths Mm -hmm. but when good guys keep trophies that makes them winners (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> oh and it's it's Char- charlton charlton carlton comics okay is what you're thinking of i don't know how to say it but i'm gonna go with charlton okay <laughs> now i do need to um without giving uh, like i won't give away the last reveal uh, a lot of what i want to talk about is actually not letters to the editor you know the back pages but sometimes when those give more but the scene where uh, Batman uh, meets Rorschach, 
Rorschach in the house, it already was established as new Rorschach loves pancakes. So he ended up eating pancakes that Alfred left out for Bruce. And Batman just goes, you ate my pancakes. You ate my breakfast. Yeah, it did. <laughs> and that's it. And you're just like, okay. So you really want to know more about what Batman's going to do now that he found out he ate his pancakes. But a big theme that they're trying to, and looking at some interviews with Jeff Johns, is the Superman theory. Well, the clock has the Superman logo on it. Yeah. <laughs> it has nothing to do with the Superman theory. Oh, okay. And this is something that it seems that it's going to get into some of the comic books um, within the next year. So, like I said, this is already a year ahead. There is one big thing with uh, Gotham kind of turning on Batman again. It happens every now and then. So, yeah. you, you see uh, them being like, we don't want the vigilante around. He gets a little overzealous every five or so years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you're you're a little bit less yeah less of a of you're a doing superhero. more damage than you are good. Yep. But this Superman theory uh, goes something like this: We have the world of metahumans, but why are there so many metahumans concentrated in the U.S.? Hmm. If only if there's even was it I think twelve percent they say of humanity can carry this gene or whatever. Why are so many in the U.S.? And this goes into, like, uh, a lot more web pages as if someone was doing their research and it was just put back here to kind of put this theory out there of, is there is there a reason why, why that is? And does Superman have anything to do with it? Does the U.S. government, because everyone has thought before that Superman is, you know, works for the U.S. government. Right. He doesn't, but they've always thought that he does. And are these other metahumans secret sleeper agents of the U.S., would that start uh, making other factions in the world be jealous, uh, want to know about that research? Hmm. Um, you kind of get a little bit knowing of Lex Luthor and some of his talking interactions as if he's trying to experiment a bit on humanity as well to see if there is some sort of... Um, Lexnet. ...way to create more superpowered people. Um, I don't know how much this ties into Dark Knight Metal because we're learning that the metal that is in certain people has also kind of given them rise to powers. Right. And I do feel that this will, even though they're saying that they're separate, it does seem like since metal will have ended before this book truly has started, mm -hmm. timeline years, year wise, uh, that somehow the metal will, but a bigger thought and theory is did Dr. Manhattan come to this universe and create the metahumans? Is this world a, an experiment? There's a big thing that was within the button which was a, which was the Batman number 21 and 22 in the Flash that showed Dr. Manhattan here. We already know that he's here as well because Ozymandias is in search of him. Right. And he is pretty much all of a god. Well, yeah. So, has he been here the entire time? Like when from like the create like from like when Superman crashed on or like even oh no well that? no Superman obviously could be from a different universe or a different right. planet, but some of these other metahumans on Earth. 
Right. Did he help create them, foster them, give them their powers? Uh, is he pretty much, like I said, the god of this universe? Hmm. Even so much that people are theorizing, and this has a little bit less to do with the Superman theory, but it could be because he was of America from his world. Mm-hmm. So that's why he kind of gave some more. Maybe he was in his world, like the Watchmen world. There weren't other people like me. Right. I want to have more people like me to see how it goes. We have some vigilantes running around. Let's give them some powers. Uh, yeah. It's... Maybe being... You know... You know how in the, I love it when I start sentences like that. It reminds me of Chris Farley. Um, you know how in when the in the Watchmen when I don't remember if this was something that was turned out to be real, or if it was just people trying to get money, but being around him gave them cancer. Was that something that was an actuality? Oh yeah. Okay, so maybe. Well, the, well, no. Some of it was. I mean. He, I don't, it wasn't him, uh, some of those people had cancer, and, right. and some of those people were exposed to cancer because Ozymandias made that happen right. and tried to tie it to him. Okay. I was trying to remember that and was thinking, maybe in this universe, if you're around him, you just get superpowers instead. <laughs> <laughs> but my theory fell apart there. Well, no, well, I mean, I'm sure he does exude radiation, but we have seen, though, that I guess so. Not everyone does get cancer too, but that right. was part of the big fall. But what about uh, a big thing that happened? Also, if we're going to look at, uh, will this timeline kind of coexist? In '87 was the Watchmen, so he left in '87. Back in '88, there was a um, crossover with, uh, or not a crossover. There was a big event. Within the DC universe, which God, where's my note set that would explain it to me? That pretty much had um, the try to explain why there are metahumans within the DC universe. Okay. I mean, in Marvel, you see that the X gene is a gene, right? Which are essentially metahumans, but not. I mean, they're mutants. It's, but yeah, it's the science or the X gene. Or yeah, because everything else, like, yeah, yeah, was then, like, experimentation. There's a lot of different reasons why different people had superpowers. Where DC Universe, being a different universe, they tried to put it all in one package. And there was this event that, uh, as I'm trying to bring it up and pretend like I know it for sure, but I didn't... <laughs> um, You should talk while I... <laughs> you, you, you... Okay. Uh-huh. Hold on the part here. Oh, um, it's called Invasion. It was oh. a miniseries that was in 1998. Um, it was a year after, so a year after 87, mm-hmm. when Watchmen ended. And it had to do something with aliens coming yes. on down. Because the, C- the CW shows, actually, just recently, did an Invasion-themed crossover between all of their universes it's oh, really? based on this comic run yep with the and and there was the dominators uh which had a gene bomb that yep. pretty much went around the world affecting many humans everywhere and so with that being said what if they're using this which i guess is a, has been obscure like mm-hmm. no not many people i didn't ever know this within the dc universe but looking up the superman theory brought it back what if Dr. Manhattan, when he 
came over because this happened in continuity in 1988. Right. And if we're going to make the real world be kind of the universe's timeline, he then comes into this, sets off this X-Gene bomb, and honestly is the creator of the metahumans. Yeah. That'd be kind of a wild theory, but also fits along with... It does, and like, why not, you know? But what if we go one step further? Further. <laughs> That's it. That's what. Further. We're, we're, no, no, it's thirder now. No, it's the. <laughs> well, it's the third theory, yes. so it's thirder. One step thirder. Thirder. Uh, <laughs> what if he also is Captain Adam? What if he wanted to be a superhero? Because around that time, when Watchmen was being made. Those uh, creations, Blue Beetle and Captain Adam, right. came to the DCU. Oh. So if when he left the Watchmen universe, okay. obviously this is retconning right. because it's not what they ever had planned back right, then. Right, 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 yeah. But what if he was like, but I want to be a superhero. It would be and good Captain retconning. Adam has always had this, well, similar powers, obviously that's what he's based off of. Yeah. He had a little more emotion than Dr. Manhattan. Oh my God. They but, would, it would change so many events that they've done, though. If he was... I, don't, I mean, in Kingdom Come, I mean, um, Captain Adam was kind of what detonated and went off for that future universe. So, in Identity Crisis, though, uh, Captain Adam's wife steals his outfit and shrinks herself, and that's how she kills the elongated man's wife. By stepping on her brain through the phone line. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I forgot about <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, so that would change things because that would mean it was his suit, right, that shrunk people. And well, that's what I always thought, too, yeah. that he wasn't necessarily... Right. Co or not cosmically, but, like, it was all, molecularly... It was all science stuff. But, again, this is Dr. Manhattan. He can literally do whatever he wants. He can make people think whatever he wants them well, to actually, think. Well, actually, here's a thing, though, too, though. You just said uh, crisis, identity crisis, yeah. which goes into infinity, which goes yeah. into all the crises. Yeah, those are also different universes. Oh yeah, because so they've changed Captain that Adam. shit now. So what if he's God, the Captain God Adam of this one right. of the new Rebirth universe, right. which is the prime one? That's true. I forgot so that then they did that. Most histories are similar but yeah. different. All right. Okay. I mean, it's a good theory. It is. It's like oh, keeping track of these universes now, especially that they've got done, done this whole new thing, rebirth thing. Is like I don't know what I don't know what anything is real anymore. <laughs> but doesn't this like really make you be like, holy yeah. shit! I want to read this yeah. more. Well, yeah, and like the pages you were showing me that had like the different theories and stuff on it. Oh, there's a cool thing about ink blots too in yeah. Bruce Wayne that also kind it of foretold. Cool, and I liked how because someone was reading it on a tablet. That was rented from the Gotham Library because it had its little library. Oh, I th well, I think that's Rorschach <laughs> trying to do some research yeah. or whatever. They're like the Rorschach files at the end of ah. some of the Watchmen that kind of explain some <sighs> things of the world. Fucking Jeff Johns, man. Yeah. And this is just only book two. I know. And I, I, I really though I want to know more about the mime now and his powers because that's a badass power if he just mimes that he has a bazooka or mimes that he has a shield in front of him like and it's just there yeah. it's like the invisible green lantern power. <laughs> pretty much so <laughs> we which just would need make a him a really fucking powerful yeah. bad guy because mm -hmm. they are bad guys yeah 
Especially if he's not actually a very good mime, because he could be miming something that you're like, I have no idea what he's doing right now. And then all of a sudden you're dead because he was miming a machete and you thought it was a puppy. <laughs> Let me make this balloon animal for you. <laughs> nope, machete. Ah. <laughs> oh. So world building, love it. Yes, DC's uh, killing it. Yes, and there's some controversy with some world building within a Netflix show, which crazy has gotten a 26 rating on Rotten Tomatoes from critics, but an 89 percent audience rating. And that is bright. Ah, yes. They also they they had such a good positive viewing with roughly uh, eleven million viewers in its first three days alone mm-hmm. that they greenlit a sequel. Oh yeah. Now I want to say that I almost didn't watch this. Right. It was Christmas Eve. I didn't have anything to do and no kids to stay up for. I ended up staying up all night anyways, and mm-hmm. I was like. <laughs> Do I really start a, something? And I go, I have nothing to watch. Looked up at the critic score and I was like, I don't want to watch this. But I go, you know what? Fuck it. It's yeah. Will Smith. I love Will Smith. I don't think critics love Will Smith. I think that's the key there. Is he's not a critics actor. Oh, very much so. <laughs> he's no. a people's actor. Yeah, man, my wild, wild west. <laughs> well, and I was Josh and I were actually talking about this earlier today. He is. He's kind of got. He's. It used to not be this way with him, but he kind of is leaning towards Nicolas Cage syndrome, right? So, <laughs> in every single movie that Will Smith's in, he's Will Smith. Like, that's who he is. That's the character he's playing. He's Will Smith. He doesn't act at all anymore. He does not feel like he has to, I don't think. He's just Will Smith. If the movie is written to fit Will Smith, then it's awesome. If it's a movie that does not fit Will Smith, then it's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I will say the I felt a lot of the acting was good. Um, I think some of the interactions were bad. Uh, the effects in this movie were fucking amazing. Yes, but I think that there was too much left out that there needed to be way more like storytelling of it. It needed to be a series. It need it. Going to uh, a different uh, movie that Netflix made, uh, Death Note, they rushed so much stuff from the series that it really needed to be a series. And if it was, 100% would have been more positive to those fans. Right. Now, this didn't have any... Previous fans. Yeah. Right. And so, but you're building a world. This world was made to be so huge. Mm -hmm. And I know that they're trying to specifically go on the prophecy and go on to... Will Smith's character and his orc friend Kobe, (laughs) but you left out so much of how you've created these characters. Right. Like the orcs, I mean, there was a lot of race undertones, like literal race undertones. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, For sure. Different hierarchy levels of people. Class system. But, well, here's the big thing too. I want to know how the magic in this world works. Um, I know they kind of briefly said or alluded to the nine races but i don't think they really did i mean they had the fairies which are basically insects yeah (laughs) i saw a centaur Mm -hmm. uh there was the orcs the humans and the elves there's Mm -hmm. five i saw a dragon flying through the sky there's a dragon set six so there's like three probably dwarves you think but you didn't really see them in here and 
then they talk about the old uh, war. Yes, with so the I Dark know, Lords. Yeah, so I want to know more about that. See, I kind of... Lo- I kind of... Lo- <clears throat> Let me gather my thoughts here. I kind of liked that they didn't go into it and they just kind of threw it in there like, this happened a really long time ago, so we don't need to talk about it because literally they're still upset about a war that happened thousands of years ago. And everyone should have moved on by now, but for some reason they haven't. So I didn't really want to hear about what happened a thousand years ago because I don't think it matters to what's... But they're, they're well, you learned a little bit through the prophecy. A tiny little bit, yeah. But I want to know just a little bit more. Yeah, I don't need to have a whole series right. of Right. But it seems almost like it was a Lord of the Rings-ish type. Yeah. The Dark That's One. That's what I and... kept going to in my head. It was like, this is like a 2,000-year sequel to Lord of the Rings. And what I love, though, is seeing these people in this world that is a normal skyscrapers, uh, normal houses, yeah. normal cars, like as if... We came to the same technologically place, right. although there is some magic. That wor- like that is such a refreshing world. That's what made me be like, I'm kind of really interested in this. Right. But I want to know more about this world and how it got to this place. Like, you don't think magic could have like went off in one direction, or there's some secret coven some there, like where they are practicing magic right. if it's outlawed or not. I mean, it seems like wands are. Very rare. Where do they come from? Yeah, and only certain people can use them. Yes, which really they needed to keep that fucking line out of it. Yeah. Spoilers for anyone that hasn't watched this yet. But when they're talking about the prophecy and and how brights are the ones that are able to control wands, right? And one in a bajillion is a human. Oh, really? So you gave me that statistic? Yeah. I was really hoping that Jacoby the orc would have been the one that actually was the bright that like somehow you kept thinking is will smith and mm-hmm. then whoa the orc who everyone thinks is lame gets to be this magic wielder right when you said though one in every million is a human then you're like okay so it's will smith's will gonna smith, get this yeah. like you didn't need to say no. that i mean hell i didn't ever i would have just probably thought maybe he's gonna be able to use this one at the end but when you gave it away that quickly that was the only well not the only one of the parts that i didn't like (laughs) but there are so many other positives i like i like that they took a a chance on this Mm -hmm. um the whole bloodletting the whole like it i thought it was Uh, with the orcs and stuff like that yeah that was very uh, i thought it was really and i i the orcs were my favorite part because they were very much like the underdogs of the society but they were also still they kept going into this whole orcs are loyal to their clans mm-hmm. and you can't trust an orc because orcs orcs first right yep um so it, it gave you this this whole thing with the other main character and whether he actually was you know but it was very clear that he had never fit into that world well, that and, but he also, the whole thought of what he did, letting the bad guy go and everything, yeah. and when that came back, like, karma and right. everything, and like, holy shit, that was, yep. that was kind of cool, but then again, when you look at prophecy and everything, and I kind of liked it, he was always, for as much shit as he got, and even when he was getting set up, and even when Will Smith was going to think about almost turning on him, that yeah. you're almost like... Damn it, Will. Like, I want to like you, but you're being a dick here. Right. This orc is so nice and would do anything for you. Like, And when he shot the when Will Smith's character shot the other cops and he was, like, ready to arrest him and take him in yeah. and stuff like that. Like, he was on, like, 
the straight and narrow. He was probably the least corrupt cop in that entire force, and everyone thought he was the most corrupt cop. Yeah. Which made me want to know, like, more of, are all humans just kind of corrupt than, like, just trying they're to get dicks. get above yeah. in their hierarchy because they're middle of the ground? Right. Um, I don't know. They're... So they have, they already said that they're making a sequel called Dark. So I'm assuming uh, it's going to have to be with Le- the Dark One. Is Lilu going to be in it yeah. again? Because that chick reminded me of... Well, the... she seemed like she's pretty much annihilated, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, very much a fifth I element I didn't think of that, but that. there was. <laughs> fucking the... In Freddy and Frinty and... What the Inferi? Oh, on in, Inferi. Yeah, the un, bad guy group or Unfury, yeah. yeah. Holy shit! Like they yeah. were badass, dark, like fucking ninjas. Yeah. Uh, then I want to know even more about them. What's their plot? What's their end goal? Obviously, to bring the Dark Lord, but is it so in in D and D? Because I know you play. Isn't in the elves have sex like that though? Right, where it's the good elves and the bad elves. Isn't it the sealy and unsealy? Well, the, the drow and, like, the right. regular high elves yeah. and stuff. Yeah, well, they, but they're called, like, the sealy and the unsealy. No, right? they don't really call it that. Sealy mm. and unsealy? Sealy and unsealy. No, I mean, there's yeah. elves where there's uh, the moon elves, the right. sun elves. And then and the then drow the, are the ones that live underground. Yeah, yeah. and then there's the, the wood elves. It's kind of the three main oh, good elves. Oh, it's fae. It's fairies oh. I'm thinking of. Yeah, sealy and fae, yeah. yeah. Well, I could have told you that if you said Faye. (laughs) Although they all come from the same, well, couple of the pantheon, the gods. Yeah. uh, And how, I don't know, I've read a lot of uh, different fantasy books to kind of know the lore of that. (laughs) God, I want to be a fucking elf, man. That's how I'd always play in D&D games. They were the, I Until mean... Until I started becoming a half-orc druid. Being an elf in this world was... That's the worst the way to go. Because it was just... You were just rich, I think, if you were an elf. But I want to know more about... Like, I thought also that those FBI agents were corrupt as well. Yeah. Find out they're actually good. Okay. Well, I want to know a little bit more about them. Yeah. I feel like they could carry their own buddy cop <laughs> series. Yeah. I mean, that was a really interesting duo. The, the fairy and the human. Yeah. Or the elf and the human. No, no I think they were both elves. I thought one was human. See, though, but I, I thought so, too, but it looked like his ears were also elongated. Mm. But then again, he grew a beard, which is weird because yeah. no elves really have beards. He, he didn't look like... All the elves looked... Elvish. Like, well, elvish, but also, like, fancy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And he was not... He I looked, know, and so that's, maybe I missaw the ears, because like that's what schlub. I thought he was yeah. a human as well. <laughs> um, but it would be a good cool buddy cop but i hope the next i hope it's a series though like with the Uh, budget and i know will smith is not a uh actor for with his budget is more of a movie star budget not doing a tv series anymore but i really think if they want to have like another big movie right i think they need to have then a series she takes some money, but with that money, they could make a hell of a good series as long as they didn't have to pay Will Smith that much and right. some of the other actors. I feel it, this movie could have been done just the same with or without Will Smith. I feel like he was not the linchpin for this movie, in my own personal Oh, opinion. no. I, I mean, he could really, he could have been anyone, yeah. and it would. I think it still would have had that same yeah. hit, like goodness and badness to he it. He was the draw, the familiarity that drew people in. To be honest, I think. So. Well, I think I still would have just hearing 
the synapses of this world, I well, still would have kind of... That's because you're a nerd. Yeah, true. <laughs> yes, Will Smith probably brought in a lot more people that never would have right. seen it, but... Oh, man, so that's a cool, fun thing at the end of this uh, year. Yeah. Uh, Black Mirror also has... Oh, my God, I've watched all of it. I have not. Well, hey, honestly, I have not even started it because... I'm not going to give any spoilers. Go ahead. I want to savor it. Okay. I have ruined my, like, it sucks when you binge watch shows. And certain shows you can do that. Right. But because this one also is in anthology, God, I can't fucking talk, the, it's easier to be like, I watched an episode and I'm going to wait. Right. I'm going to watch an episode and then wait and then really soak it in. Right. So, we watched it with Connor, and this was his first experience with Black So, he hasn't Mirror. seen the other He hasn't seasons? seen the other ones. And I'm actually glad he started with this one, because for me, out of all of the seasons, it was the least terrifying. Like, they were, oh, they were still all really good, and there were some that were really, like, dystopian, like, oh my god, technology is terrible sort of theme that they go mm-hmm. on. But overall, like, there wasn't one where I was, like... There was a couple in the past seasons where I just couldn't sleep for, like, a week afterwards because they, like, fucked with my brain so hard. Um, And I did not have that in this one. What was your first thought of the first episode out of all of them? That was the... the Pig fucker. Oh, the the very first one. Um, That is, to me, is completely different than all of the rest of them. Yes. And I always, for, for even when I first started it, I'm very political, but I also got yeah. it and I understood it. But I was like, this is weird. And then all the other ones were like way more futuristic, yeah. techy. Um, learning from the, the, cause it was also very much a British show. Yes. But even the first season and what British shows, they, the first they, season was only three episodes. episodes. And the second season was like only one. like yeah. three more. Yeah. They're weird with their seasons. Obviously, having more Americanized with some money in Netflix made them have a few more episodes. But they realized after second season that they could really start doing more with other actors in the world because they um they thought it was just a British phenomenon. They just thought some British people right. which is why the Prime Minister one, which I guess later on came out that and I don't remember the exact thing, so I don't wanna slander anyone, but I th- think the Prime Minister was found out to have did something with an animal. Are we talking about the Like real life in Oh in real life. Oh, Tony Tony Blair? Is that who we're talking what, about? I don't know if it was Tony Blair. Oh. But uh, I they, they came out to where they're like, yes, we are not prophetic and everything, but it came out, the episode came out before some sort of scandal happened, which is weird, but then also ties into, holy shit, maybe this is not further from reality as you think. All my friends, and I just got right into the the season. All my friends that have started it, that I've told immensely to get into Black Mirror, have seen that first episode and are like, I really didn't like that. It wasn't that great. I don't know if I want to um, really invest my time in a show that's about politicians and fucking pigs. Right. So there was, in 2000, oh, David Cameron, uh, Piggate. Yes, was an actual thing that happened in 2015. Okay, they were camera and what? He put uncorroborated anecdote that in university, David Cameron put his private part of his anatomy in a dead pig's mouth 
as part of an initiation ceremony for some one of those weird fucking British societies, right? Okay. So, yeah, right? So he put his dick in a pig's mouth that was dead. <laughs> it's still gross, slightly less horrifying than the actual Black Mirror episode. <laughs> but still so... Yeah. Strange yeah. that something kind of similar. Well, look at look at the episode they did with the cartoon character that was running for parliament. The fucking <laughs> U.S. election the next year was the exact same fucking election. It was the <laughs> it was is the exact same thing. So it's with that with Bright with so many shows coming out towards the end of the years. Travelers is another one on Netflix, which is fucking. I'm like, yeah. 2017 at least has some cool things with it, yeah. but it also had, as we said before, some great moments in comic books and some not so great moments in comic books. I'd say the lowest of the lows, probably Civil War Two. Yeah, I didn't. I don't. I didn't have any lows really because I don't. I mean, you only pick up the good things. I don't. <laughs> I read. I don't read a lot of the different Did you pick things. up Eugenics 3 this week? I meant to ask you that earlier. Uh, no. I read... I need you to tell me how that ends. I will read it, courtesy of Boom Studios. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I could read it, too. Sometimes forget we get free comic books. <laughs> Why would we do this show? <laughs> I know. I saw that it came out, and I meant to make a mental note that I need to read that, because I need to know how that book fucking ends, too, because that was an amazing story in three f- fucking books. Three! Three. This is the thing with indie comics. And Boom, I mean, you can argue whether Boom is indie or not anymore. Same with Image. But this is the thing, right? They can tell an amazing story in three comic books. And it takes Marvel and DC, like, a whole year to get just a mediocre story out (laughs) sometimes. But I'm going to give props to DC this year because Batman has retaken the throne in terms of like the best DC comic book hero. Hero? Hero. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we can just look at the, the numbers uh, as it was in this past year for the best selling comic books. The list comes out at Marvel Legacy number one, which honestly I, I, I can mostly agree with that. I mean, I've shat on Marvel for most of this year, but ever since Legacy has yeah. come out, they've taken a page out of Rebirth. and I think everybody was ready. The reason why this one was so popular is everyone was ready for something different from Marvel. Like, yeah. really ready. Especially after Civil War II. And they teased the shit out of it, which yeah. I don't like, but hey, I guess it works. Um, but then you have pretty much uh, a lot of... DC titles. Yes. And not only DC titles, but kind of Batman tie-ins. We have Dark Knight's Metal, number one, at number two, which, again, that was also a event book, which, mm-hmm. awesome, because it is an awesome event. Yeah. I'm not always knocking on events, but I hate them when they suck. Right. So please take your time in planning yeah. them. Um, Doomsday Clock, number one, also, which that just came out. Yeah. So it's kind of crazy that a book that just came out... Is number three. Actually, a lot all of these, these came just out. came out. Yeah. So maybe there was more fatigue at the beginning of the year. It could be. And I don't think that... Well, especially with Marvel. Like, there was nothing. I mean, Secret Empire number zero was on here. But that was also a free comic book day comic. <laughs> <laughs> True. 
these are sales or just distribution. Um. <laughs> That's true. That's all with any numbers. They're always going to be fudged yeah. depending on who's reporting on them. But yeah. uh, I will say that uh, Batman number 21, number 22, and Flash number 21. Those were the buttons, right? That was yeah. the button series, yeah. And what's crazy is, okay, let's let's do the, the math here. Um, Batman's now at uh, issue 37. We, if we look, I mean, they all kind of started doing twice a week or twice a month now, mm-hmm. which I'm not a big fan of because of my wallet. I think they wanted to get away from the number 52, though, because they were coming out weekly. So now they're coming out bi-weekly. Oh, well, that's fucking hella better. <laughs> but I'm like, I can take my time for some of these comic books. I don't need them. Well, I mean, I do want them a little bit more often. Right. But if the story suffers, don't do that. Right. Because then we look at things such as Saga, which had, I think, only six issues. But the last couple of years, it's pretty much six issues. They'll do a run. They'll take a break. Mm-hmm. People, well, people are, the true readers, they will be wanting more. But they're not bitching wanting more. No. They're not upset. No. They're just showing their love of, holy cow. But Brian K. Vaughn... They, he knows what he's doing and he's, take your time to make a better product. Yeah. So maybe we'll see a little more diversity, but the Batman team has been taking their time yeah. to write phenomenal stories. Well, and DC's trusting, I think, their writers, especially their Batman writers, a little bit more, right? Because they have some fucking great writers on Batman right now. Because you have, was it Tom King who's doing the main series? Mm-hmm. And then Scott Snyder. God of Batman is doing metal. So you can't, like, what are you, you going to tell these guys to hurry up? <laughs> They're just going to tell DC to fuck off and go somewhere else. So. Well, one thing I, I did was questioning with Doomsday Clock. I didn't see any mention of Catwoman. So does that spell the end? Or is it kind of like in other books where they're not really following that romanticizing mm. of it? Like detective right. comics and stuff don't really mention too much of right. her. I'm hoping it's that because I'm still hoping that they tie the knot. You know. I want to see the bet, and there hasn't really been we a DC had a good wedding. wedding. Yeah, not for a while. I think Black Canary and Green Arrow was. Probably, did they ever get married? I feel like that would have been the last one that was like. Well, and we're still waiting for what this Marvel wedding will be this summer. Oh my God, that's right. It's going to be Gene and Scott again. Oh my. Remember, I no, I said Wolverine yeah. and Gene. If Gene's going back, Gene and Scott. Fuck no, two. that cannot happen again. I would be so pissed. I would be too because I hate Scott with Gene, but that's just the fangirl rage in me. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's let's look at uh movies. There were a lot of them. There were a lot of comic book movies that came out this year, and there were a lot of good comic book movies that came out this year. Like there weren't too many that I was upset about. Thor Ragnarok. I thought that movie was amazing. It was so funny. One that I, when I was mentioned to you earlier, Guardians of the Galaxy uh, 2 came out, which I'm like, I felt like that was two years ago, but this year, year is stretched down so long. It has. That I, I mean, Logan was one of the few ones that I knew that happened in the beginning of the right. year. Oh, God. That's still one of my favorite ones. I think that's because they finally did like an X Men movie that didn't make me sad when I got done watching it. Well, I was sad, but not because of the movie it, itself, because of the content of the movie. Well, then, uh, I mean, Wonder Woman. Yes. Wonder Woman. 
Um, it's Spider-Man Homecoming, the first decent oh yeah, Spider-Man movie in forever. Um, there was the Lego Batman movies. Yes. I mean, throw that in there. It's superheroes. Yeah. Um, well done. Valerian, which is, t- is a comic book movie, yeah, which well, you did not see, and I did, and I thought it was beautiful. Well, I also personally kind of like Power Rangers, even though there's certain things I didn't like, but that flopped. And then we can kind of get into, oh, there's, I mean, it's not superheroes or comic books, even though they have Planet of the Apes, but Planet of the Apes came out. There was, it was just a good time for nerds. If we we're going to yeah. go all around Transformers. That was not good. That was, <laughs> everyone should know that by listening to our Thanksgiving themed. Uh, I mean, if we're going to throw that out there, Justice League also came out. That yeah. was there. That was less than just, have you even seen that one yet? Last time I talked to you, you had not seen Justice League yet. No, and I, I really don't need to know if I need to. I mean, I was less than I was less than disappointed. I was more, I was not disappointed, but I, I mean, had I really s- low expectations. So I would see it for Wonder Woman. Yeah, that Wonder Woman she, is a pretty good gal. You know. She is really great. <laughs> oh my god, I just don't even know what to say about those jokes. <laughs> um. I she was not even my favorite part of Justice League. Was Aquaman? No. Oh. It was the Flash for sure, which makes me excited for the Flash movie. Um, he was the best part of that movie. What? What? Okay. So, what do you think? Your? I mean, then we we have Star Wars. I mean, let's not forget about yes. that. Yes. I mean, so yeah. I mean, it, that is comic book based too. I mean, pretty much anything nerdy has had a comic book yeah. here or there. Uh, what do you think? Your favorite. My favorite, well, I, it's a tie, I think, between Logan and Wonder Woman, because the film nerd in me liked Logan so much better than Wonder Woman, but the fangirl in me loved Wonder Woman. I mean, I cried through that whole fucking movie um, of joy. Cried tears of joy. So I would say I, it's between those two for me. What about you? I think uh, I would say Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. Last Jedi, I still love it. Did you? Yeah. Um, Guardians Galaxy 2, though, man. Fuck. I know. Um, It's so hard. I mean... So so let's let's look forward. What are you looking forward to in 2018? As far as, like, the... Okay, so as far as movies? Yeah. Well, obviously the Avengers. I think anyone that's anyone has been... This is the culmination of... All right. these movies this universe has had. For sure. But also Black Panther. Yes. Because it's I, also the last before. That just looks It rad. looks so good. It looks so good. I get so excited every time I see the preview for that. Um, let's not forget the next Deadpool movie comes out in 2018. Oh, yeah. How can I forget about him? Um, and then I'm also really excited for New Mutants because I kind of want to see what the fuck they're doing with that movie. I think it'll be good. Well, here's the thing. I think uh, 2017 also kind of ushered in the end of these universes. Yeah, that's true. I mean, Marvel is still going good, and they have a solid base. They made it work. Mm-hmm. Stop trying to copy them. Yeah. This Hasbro universe that they wanted, or this Transformers universe, that's kind of debunked. Uh, the last night was pretty much the last night of God, those. So. Even though they already greenlit the Bumblebee movie, Ugh. which is going to be set in like the late 80s. Oh my God, is he going to be a he's Beatle? Gonna be, he's going to be a Beatle. Yeah! And some girl finds him, and he's kind of still, like, war-torn, broken, and it's going to be their journey together. I'm going to be like... It's Herbie? That's what I thought! 
I was like, what the fuck? Is Harvey is the love bug? Yeah. And I, I don't think that it's... So now you're going to have another human that has always known that he's been out there? Like... When your fucking talking car leaves you, do you not go search for it the rest of your life? Like, right. it's a talking, sentient fucking car. Yeah. I, 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 Maybe I, those killers. I think doing a period piece like this is not good in the universe that they created. They need to just reset, be like, all those things were dreams that Bumblebee had <laughs> of what could have been. <laughs> and it, it would make sense that the, the Volkswagen Beetle would dream of being a... A Corvette. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> The whole, uh, the snowball, it was all the dream. What, oh, uh. What's that trope uh, that they always have? Uh, from, um, fuck. <laughs> what is it, Citizen Kane? Yeah. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> so, uh, but that ended that, and then the Hasbro, they were trying to do G.I. Joe and have that all together. Oh. Now, they have made it work in the comic book world. Like, right. honestly, uh, a year ago, this time they started their Hasbro all coming together, and I thought this was going to be shitty. I started reading a few more of those Hasbro books because Transformers were in them. And they've been really solid. Yeah. It How they... I never thought they were going to be able to do it. But they've also... They had to do certain things to kill off certain characters to make it work. But it's been amazing. They could easily have pulled from that on there. Except for they already had the base of the Transformers, which is stupid. Mm. So more stupid is not going to make it work. Uh, so that's kind of debunked. DC has also ruined their universe. I mean... Except for Wonder Woman. But even with Wonder Woman, though, it's like, you... It's still... You can't you can't ride the coattails no. of Wonder Woman. They're gonna, one, res- they're gonna reset, reset it. Reset it. And yeah. they're gonna still try again, which I don't yeah. think is great. The Dark Universe that Universal was trying to do with the Mummy, that oh, also... God. I'm so glad that failed and they didn't go any further with I that. I wanted it to happen. I thought it would be cool, but... Here's the thing, studio. Stop trying to force things. Well, stop using Tom Cruise for movies. Was that's true too? <laughs> but here's the thing. They, I mean, if they could do it organically and they made it work, yeah. like I have a vision of these movies, but I don't need to have sequels set up on sequels. They're going to be standalone. Right. But then, oh, there's a like Black Mirror. You have different anthologies right. where there's a technology or something that's like, oh, this is kind of a shared universe. So, speaking specifically to the Universal Monsters thing. Their, their biggest failure is they're not letting the people who are fans of these movies and these characters do these movies. Why isn't Guillermo del Toro doing a Black Lagoon movie? I mean, he basically just did on his own. Yeah. <laughs> you know, why Why are you letting... I don't even know who did the new fucking Mummy movie, but it's not important because it was terrible. Why... This is, this is the problem. This is the problem with all of these shitty movies is they're not letting the people who love these movies... And these characters do these movies. That is why Wonder Woman was the exception, because the director of Wonder Woman fucking loves Wonder Woman. So she was not going to let this movie suck. It just wasn't going to happen. And that's how you that's how you make great movies. That's what Marvel does. They All the directors for the Marvel movies fucking love the media, or medium, mm-hmm. the character that they're directing. And that's why those movies are always so much better. I don't think Zack Snyder gives a fuck about the Justice League or Batman or any of those people anymore. What? Okay. Well, let's. Well, okay. Well, let's stay on media for a little bit longer, and then we'll go back to actual comic books for us. What about TV shows? By far, my favorite TV show this year, comic book related, was The Runaways. Yes. By far. Yes. By far, Riverdale well, was a close second. I fucking loved that for show. Which one? Riverdale. 
Oh, okay. I fucking loved that show. I haven't, I haven't watched that. I always thought it was too teeny. It is, but it's also very Twin Peakies. Okay. So it's like it's like a dark, darker teen drama. So it's like Dawson's Creek, like if you took it into where Twin Peaks exists. I mean, there was a lot of them this year. Legends of Tomorrow, Flash, Arrow, um, Legion was up oh, there. As, yes. Um, I, Age of the Shield has come a long way and is on its own. Like, it's great. I mean, God. I always forget the the Tick came oh out. Oh, my God. Yes, there were a lot of that. Holy shit. Gotham is still holding its own, too. I finally got caught up on that one. And I would say my... F- well... Yeah, we'll say my favorite, and then we'll get into the worst. I think Runaways has done a hell of a job, um, so that's up there, especially for adaptation. But I think The Punisher, mm. just it, everything about it. What by the end, it made him a little more human. Yeah. Um, I think John Bernthal is like just amazing as him. It was, and it was more. Le- it wasn't superpower people. I mean, right. granted, he gets shot by bullets sometimes and can live, but you kind of just have that as a given of certain people can kind of right. live from concussion grenades and shit like that. Yeah. But they really showed him being hurt and stuff, which is what you normally wouldn't see in any other superhero movie. Like, ooh, my arm, but I'm still going to punch you. Right. Thing. <laughs> Full force. Harder, even. So, yeah. So, I would say, uh, I mean, there's then the, the super. I don't know if Supergirl came out. They so, debuted last year. Supergirl year? is this is their third season, oh, I shit, believe. Well, shows how much I've been uh, watching it. Yeah, but it, it still has had some uh, ups in it. Uh, nothing will. I mean, if I go all time, Smallville is what really got me. Yeah, Smallville. Yeah, like that's <laughs> what really what got yeah. me into watching some of these shows. Yeah. I I don't. Well, I mean, it was the first, and it was the first one that was successful, right? Um, especially in, in our like, generation. Yeah, true. I mean, there's been other ones because the Incredible Hulk and Wonder Woman TV series were both the shit in the seventies. Yeah, yeah. And then you had but, Batman and Robin '66. That was kind of fun. Yeah, fun to be with. Um, the rest of the pot. Oh, actually, mm, nope. Gotta say, probably my favorite, and it was canceled. So I still will say Punisher was awesome. Uh, the show on NBC. Oh, Power- Powerless. Yes, that was a great fucking show. So great. Yeah. Like, it. oh, man, I why know. did they cancel that? I, I think that it was, I think too many people got on board with it too late. You know what I mean? Like, I don't mm-hmm. think it had an initial positive feedback to it. And I think, like, you watched it after it had already been out for a while. True, yeah. So did I. And I think it was too late at that point. <laughs> it was really good. Maybe Netflix will grab it. That would be cool. Um, there's Iron Fist. No, is that on your list? I I didn't realize that that, (laughs) well, that and Defenders, but I, I thought Iron Fist came out like over a year ago. It felt like this year's been so long. Iron Fist was actually on a top list this year and it was the top most searched for comic book TV show on the internet this year. Like if. Because oh, people want to be like, was this really how the character was I think, in the comic book? I think people were... No, so before it came out, it was the most searched for. So, like, people wanted to know about it, wanted to know when it was coming out. And then it happened, and collectively, the entire world was like, well, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> that 
that wasn't it. That wasn't good at all. You th- uh, well, Walking Dead's still going strong with it. I felt that, honestly, it's gotten to the point where it's... It needs something. It's stale. Well, the mid-season finale had something that's drastically different, but it also pissed off a lot of the comic book fans who... Yeah. I thought, that's great. They're going in a different direction. They should do that. But then yeah. it's like, how faithful should they stay? Right. Um, but number one, biggest turd of all, Inhumans. No. Oh, yeah. that's That was canceled almost immediately, right? Oh, well, it's unknown still. I mean, it's they, they haven't officially said it's canceled, oh. but it might as well should be. Um, they're definitely doing a lot of some Inhuman stuff within Agents of the S.H.I.E.L.D., I they had the biggest potential. Yeah. They fucked it up. Yeah, they did. And they did. and uh, it's just it's hard. It's hard, right? That's why the X Men movies are always so kind of meh because it's just those sort of things. I think are just hard to do, especially in a TV show. But then you watch things like Runaways and Legion, and you're like, it's not hard at all. Yeah, no, yeah, you can easily <laughs> do this on a smaller budget. Uh, <laughs> What do you think, uh, so we said what the top selling book was of the year. What was your favorite book? My favorite? Or story arc or something that happened. I thought on this really hard, and I have no idea. Isn't That's messed up, isn't it? I have no idea. I mean, obviously, I'm very excited about this whole Phoenix thing. Um, I really love what they're doing with metal, that the Dark Knight's Metal, and I really like what Sean Murphy is doing with um, Batman White Knight. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I would have to say it would probably be one of those two would have to be my favorite. I, w- I mean, uh, I would say all those, uh, Doomsday Clockswell, but I think the story arc of uh, The War of Jokes and Riddles mm one of the best fucking Batman stories ever. Yeah. And the conclusion, just like not what you would have ever thought. Um, it, it's so good. And so, so much in fact that, you know, my brother who can't read a lot of comic books, so I have to kind of vet for him certain ones. Uh, I started demanding, I was like, I'm not giving you some of my other comic books till you read these issues. <laughs> And then I forgot, like I forgot which issue ended on, so I like I didn't give him the last one, and he called me up like, "You didn't give me the last comic," and I go, "Oops, I'll get it to you this week." That he loved it so much, I'm like, "Yes," and I'm like, "And you're gonna continue reading this because now he's gonna get engaged to Catwoman, and it's still fucking great." And the Super Date uh, book that just came out last week was also great. Yeah. And so so, but I mean that in of itself though. For people that haven't read it, pick it up in the trades or, or get the issues. I think it's um, 26 through 32, I think, of Batman. Hell, hell of a good story. Um, probably one of the best Batman stories uh, in years. Yeah. But, I mean, then you go into Dark Knights and then White Knights stuff and all those that it's just it's crazy. The Year of the oh. Bat. This is definitely the Year of the Bat. Um, my beloved Gem and the Holograms ended this year, so that would probably be my sad point. Well, ended, but I mean, they have their miniseries, yeah. their dimensions or whatever, which I feel like they're trying to, because IDW, right? Yeah. Because I think they're trying to bring that into the Hasbro universe, but they don't really fit. No, they don't at all. Don't. Why? Seriously, that book was fucking perfect. Why? Fuck with it. I stopped reading it after. Like, I don't want to read Dimensions. I don't need it to, like, 
change. <laughs> I thought it was perfect the way it was. I don't really need it to go in a different direction. If they make it come back and I read it and it's different and it's good, I'll still read it. But as of right now, I just don't need any of that extra stuff. And I don't need them interacting with like G.I. Joe or Transformers or any of that other bullshit. <laughs> Say, uh, well, a couple other nerdy well, Stranger Things, you know, that was also great this year. Oh, yeah. Uh, Game of Thrones was eh. I mean, that's nerdiness. Mm. But, um, was, uh, Gem, so looking up things that happened this past year also brought up some nostalgia things. And there's some YouTube videos of best, like, cartoon intros from the 80s and 90s. Some of them are 15 minutes long, which just have, like, the minute or two, so they have, like, a pile of... So you don't know what you're getting, you just watch them all, and you're like, holy shit, I remember that, or that. Mm -hmm. I remember... Only a few that I didn't ever see, but then when they got the gem and the holograms, I'm like, yes! Truly, truly. (laughs) And then, yeah, gem is my name. And then I forget, though, that the misfits on the opening scene go, where are the misfits? Where are misfits? And I was like, it's sad that I watched this show, but I'd rock out to those fucking songs. Hell yeah. Why wouldn't you? That show was fucking great. They should have a CD with all their real songs on it, but... They probably do. (laughs) Why haven't you gotten it to me for my Christmas? I didn't know you were still stuck in 2004 and had a CD player. (laughs) Sorry. I'll look for it. Yeah. (laughs) To be honest, even computers don't have CD drives I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, what are you going to listen to it on? (laughs) Does your car still have a CD player? That it, that actually does. I think that's the only place that CDs yeah. are ever yeah. for. Um, can you think of anything else this year? I mean, comic book year, like, there was a lot. It was a big year. I thought it was pretty good. I thought, comparatively speaking, with other aspects of my life this year, um, the comic book-related aspects were all very good. I don't really have a whole lot of complaints about... I have I don't have any fangirl rage about anything that happened this year. Not really. Not even Iron Fist. <laughs> <laughs> but I am looking forward to next year and the stuff that's coming out next year. I think it'll be even better. Specifically because my Jean Grey is coming back. I think it's going to be the best year yet. Um hopefully. If I'm crying in 5 weeks, you know why. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, we we can't not have this year talk about the best co-host. Um, Are you gonna say it's Derek or? No, I was gonna say you. <laughs> I was gonna give you some props, but now Aww. I'll be like the best co-host for you, me. So let's talk about me. <laughs> but you have uh, you have been there for me when I've needed you. Aww. You have when I was uh, off gallivanting across the world. Um, you were there to record two weeks. Um, you pulled it together. Uh, maybe I do tie everything together, but you're at least always there. You so do. You're, so you're, you're my favorite producer. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Try. Um, what? If anybody believes that this show is produced, then you're not listening to the same podcast that we're making. <laughs> <laughs> True. Um, yeah, there's... There's so much from this past year, um, but then the few things to look forward to as well. Uh, did you hear that Hellboy's coming back? Yes. That is kind of crazy. Hellboy I... in the movie version or the comic, comic book? book? Right. 
Oh, comic book too. Mike Mignola yeah. has teased within the last uh, BPRD that Hellboy's coming back. Well, that the coffin and that that Hellboy and he was supposed to be dead after two two thousand sixteen, I guess. So yeah, yeah two years ago ish. Yeah, they're making a movie. Yeah, that's the synergy. <laughs> yes, I know. Which I'm actually I'm excited for too because it has was it David Barber, the cop from Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not mad at it. I think that the, the 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 what they've shown him in makeup, I think he looks fucking awesome. So we'll see. Oh, I just okay. So I will say, best movie ever. That's not superheroes, but it just I. Why uh, Beauty and the Beast? No, I just watched that again the other day. So fucking so good. good. I loved every second of it. And did you know that that was that made the most money this did past it? year, five hundred and four million. Wow! At the box office. Uh, so last, up until last week, uh, Wonder Woman was number two at four point twelve million, but the Last Jedi just passed that no. with four twenty three so million. So we have Beauty and the Beast, whose main character is a woman. We have Wonder Woman, whose main character is a woman, and we have. Last Jedi, whose main character is pretty much a woman. So, I think you're a woman, for movie-wise, at least. Well, numbers-wise, too, there's been talk about uh, the drop in Star Wars with everyone not oh. going and seeing it. But then it seemed to, because it had the biggest drop-off of any From movie. From first Friday to second Friday. Yeah. yeah. But then everyone's saying, though, where Christmas fell, a lot of people are waiting for Christmas, so it just kind of... Yeah. Off shot it a bit. Well, and the weather, I mean, this we're in fucking December, and I don't know about most parts of the country, but in here in the Midwest, uh, we got a shit ton of snow, like, last weekend, and Michigan didn't even get the brunt of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that does affect things like movie uh, viewing and stuff like that, too. So, yeah, so, uh, God, I can't really think of... Uh... Or say, what was your favorite booze you drank this year? Hmm. Hmm. I tell you, my favorite, not favorite. Oh, what's okay? <laughs> Absinthe. Oh, favorite, not favorite. Yeah. Um, I actually had my my favorite thing I've drank this year. Um, actually, was a beer from North Coast. It's like a passion fruit. It's it comes in one of those big bottles. You know what I'm talking about? The 750 yeah. milliliter bottles. And it's it's a passion fruit peach beer. Um, I wasn't expecting it to taste good, but it was it was fucking delicious. Uh, so much so that I Instagrammed them about it. <laughs> <laughs> so I would have to say that, that that's the only thing I've drank this year that has moved me to take a picture of it. So that must be it. Um... Uh... I would say, I th- it, still to this day, I was actually just telling someone, uh, every f- end of February, there's a huge beer festival here in Michigan, mm. Winter Beer Festival, and I, for the life of me, don't remember what the fuck it was, which pisses me off, but it was a mango habanero beer, so mm. it was warm, and it was one of the most unique ones that I've ever had. Are those all, is it all local Michigan brewers or is it people from everywhere? No, they're all Michigan. So it could be any one of the 80 to a million breweries here in Michigan. Right. I mean, yeah, there's. There was another one that was also a blueberry pancake, maple pancake Mm, one. Yeah. Which tasted just like its name. Yeah. Uh, That one, I've had that one. It's very good. That, um, 
I have. I, I was able to find uh, eight bottles of CBS. So oh, yeah. those are also amazing. Um, Somebody did not share with me. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, like, I could pretend to share with you, but that's not happening. It wasn't, it wasn't a founder's beer, was it? The mango one? No, no, I don't. Because okay. I, whenever I go to those beer festivals, I actually stay away from the ones that are here in town. Oh. Mainly because I can get get that stuff whenever I want to go to there. That's I want to try the ones that are yeah. harder to come by. So that's probably my favorite booze. Um, yeah. Why not jump into booze in a book now? There we go. Um, this week, it is Transformers Lost Light number 12 from IDW Publishing. Um, I wanted to fully review this because I have been loving the Transformers line series since I believe 2006 was when they... Uh, it can't be that long ago, but it, it's been a long line of comic books. Um, and they're pretty much coming up on the 100th issue of this series, which is also an offshoot off the main series, and the many other offshoots that they've had of other things. So, with, with that being said, I couldn't review this because... It's one of those books of it's not a jumping on point at any point. Right. They actually last year did kind of start over what, like I said, with this whole Hasbro universe. And they kind of started re-numbering uh, them, which is why this is number 12 now, obviously, the whole year. You could have jumped on then, but you would have been lost with the characters in this. It is hard to differentiate Transformers. Mm -hmm. They try to give everyone their unique personalities and their unique alt modes and everything. But sometimes the heads look the same. Sometimes the chest pieces look the same. Then unless you're a Megatron or a Rodimus or a Me or a Optimus, right. you you can't tell who right. is who. So it took me a little while to be like, I forgot who this because these this group that's uh, been on the Lost Light this uh, ship trying to find Cybertopia where the original knights went in this mythology behind it has been a really driving point of this book and. We see mutiny, we see betrayal, we see people dying, which has been something that Hasbro has not been afraid to do with their books. Killing main characters. Right. Killing main G.I. Joes. Killing main people here right. and there. Big names from growing up watching the Transformers show. Yep, the bot is dead. Sometimes you may have a resurrection here and there. Right. Like, Couldn't you just take them to the shop? Unless you <laughs> kill their spark. Yeah. Their spark is their soul, their essence. Ah. Sometimes you can share a spark. Sometimes you can keep the spark together. There's so much about Transformers that it's 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 hard to pinpoint. It's like more than it meets the eye, uh, if you will. <laughs> I so, feel like you've been waiting to say that this whole podcast. <laughs> so with that, it's, it's hard to explain everything, but one of the main characters, one of the main people that is uh, kind of doing a lot of the pushing of this story, and it was also a tr end of the trilogy of the Mutineers, uh, a robot by the name of Getaway. So, because of him, and like I said, it won't make sense unless people have actually been reading this to know this pairing, but uh, from Kent Falls Brewing Company, um, located over in Connecticut, is Getaway. And it so it's an American IPA, which I love, and it goes quite well with a person who's supposed to be good, but thinks he's better than everyone else, and... Mm. Then, yeah. Yeah. So that's booze in the book. All right. 
Any last thoughts uh, for those uh, when we're going into the future? No. I mean, Happy New Year. I hope 2018 is better than 2017 was. But that's my hope for every year. That is mine as well. And um, I hope the new Avengers movie doesn't suck. (laughs) (laughs) With that note, stay thirsty for karma because it is a bitch. Why I said that, I don't know. (laughs) I feel like that referenced something earlier in the podcast. Maybe.